What's going on, guys? Welcome back to No Reserves Radio. I'm your host, Ren. With me, as always, Angelo. Uh, Austin is not here this week. Um, Last-minute decisions, change of plans. Fun stuff. Um, We are recording Friday night. Normally, we record on Thursday. It is Saturday night. It is Saturday. So you're hearing this less than 12 hours before it comes out so there's a lot less room for error corrections needed um yeah we were gonna record on thursday austin got hung up at work so we decided to push it to friday austin got hung up at work and then austin is out of town as of this morning so we're gonna we're gonna call an audible because we have a big episode planned but we want to do it with all three of us here so instead we're gonna um you recycle content a little bit from just a couple weeks ago. Um, Disgusting. It, I mean, it, it's different enough. It's different enough, and I think that we can get something out of it. We'll also talk a little bit about preseason, um, but we do have a full preseason recap coming. We're just going to kind of touch on a I'm few gonna, things. I'm going to make it my life mission to make sure like the house is on fire at the end of this, by the end of this episode. My house or your house? The house. The oh god. Um. Well, we'll go ahead and get into the question of the week then, before Angelo decides to go any further with that. Uh, so the question is pretty straightforward. We are fans of sports, correct? Yes, that's why we're here. But the question is: Are there any sports you don't enjoy watching? And like, don't do a cop out answer like, "Oh, I don't like cross country skiing." Like. No, I'm going to hit no. you right in the fields. Are you ready? Yeah, go for it. Soccer. It's boring. It's, it's, oh, he's running, 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 and he got blocked. Oh, then they're running back. Oh, kick, kick, run, 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 run. No, it's boring. It's boring. So I will say soccer is more fun in person than on TV. You could have said um, cross country, and that could have applied to soccer. I think the atmosphere of soccer is what really drives it home for me. Um, for me, it it's football. Like I I love the idea of football, and if you like, if I can turn in just in like NFL red zone, just what's happening, like the action, great game. But like when you're on, like you the the, the ball has just been kicked off. You're on. Is that your opponent's twenty? Whatever. Twenty five now. But, but okay, no, actually, it's your own. Your own. You're supposed to get okay, to your so, opponents. So you so start you're at on, your own. So you're on your own 25 or whatever, right? So yes. you have all these yards to go. And you stand like you're this is from the perspective of someone watching. Right? So you have a bunch of guys lining up on the line, all right? One of them is yelling at the others, right? Sure. He's still yelling that it's 45 35 25 like the clock's just going down. He gets to like 5 and then he snaps the ball. He takes it. He backs up. He makes a short pass or hands it off. There's a little run and then he gets hit. And then we have another 45 seconds until the next play. So, hey, we're going to cut to commercial. Like, eh. I don't have the kind of attention span. It's just and maybe it's the reverse. Maybe it's the re- reverse because they say that like football is appealing because you don't have to focus on it all the time. You can like, yes, pay attention for a short spurt and then look at your phone while they're. Yes. In their timeouts. You and can... 
not only that, I think like it's more of a ramp up because of the way that it operates and because of like a drive can be, you know, 10 minutes of game time, but that could be like half an hour, an hour of real life. Right. So it's and, like it's like a build up to a incredible moment is the way I would describe it. Yeah, that's, it, that's what I'm saying. Like, I enjoy watching football if it's the highlights. I cannot like and in person. It's just it's kind of weird because it's like you don't get the commercials like you're not watching like Applebee's in between these stoppages. Like, OK. Have you ever watched Monday Night Football? On the Manning cast. I haven't, but I've heard it's really good. I highly suggest trying. I remember when, uh, was it Tony Romo was doing like play-by-play color commentary, whatever it yes. was. He's also very good. Yeah. Like was seeing like an all-time great QB and I'm not necessarily calling him like Tony Romo is a very good QB as a uh, layman layman. I, I am, I know nothing about football, but like, I understand enough. Like he, he's a solid QB, a good QB. Um, Seeing how they're able to read everything, it, it is amazing. But here's my question to you, okay? Mm-hmm. So, um, Travis Kelsey on one of his podcast uh, New Heights said that you need a little bit of nerd in your quarterback. Is there a position in basketball that is similar? Like, and if there, and is there a player that you could put on like commentary yeah. for a basketball game, and yeah. it could be that enjoyable? And who is that player? Yeah. Um, so Rajon Rondo, LeBron James, like players that are like, will we ever see, will we we ever see them on commentary? I think LeBron eventually might pop in. I I, I wouldn't be surprised. Rondo, no, Rondo's too much of an oddball, but I I would need to fact check this, but I know Rondo prefer, like when he was younger he prefers football to basketball like i don't know if he was a qb or a receiver he was one of the two but like there's all these little things about him like in terms of his spatial awareness where he's like a god at connect four which is a weird bit of trivia to know um and he'll consistently like in locker rooms be playing like six games time like they're all going on with different people and he's like able to read all of them like back to back to back to back and I think that that's pattern recognition. And pattern recognition is what you're seeing in sports when you're someone that's able to read a play um, or read a defense and how to react to it. And I think that he's one of those people that's just... Uh, so you know, here's here's yeah. my question to you. Because in the area of football, whether that's someone like Tony Romo who gets to do play-by-play or even in the content that you consume for football, there seems to be more multifaceted people. You can get different perspectives from different ways, whether it's like the analytical way, or it's like the entertainment way, or it's the, you know, I played, this is how I viewed it way. Like in basketball, it seems like the people who talk about it, talk about it in more of an entertaining way yeah and you don't see like maybe in like offset content like youtubers will talk about the analytical side but you don't see that in the mainstream of basketball yet why do you think that is i think it's just the culture um and i think it's because football at its core is a game of x's and o's more than any other sport 
Um, except maybe soccer. I would say soccer is up there as well. But basketball, at least in the modern era, is a lot more flash and pizzazz and style. And like, I, I don't think you see the same level of personality come through when it comes to players. And it's just like all we necessarily care about is points per game, rebounds per game, assists per game. We're not looking so much in the mainstream at effective field goal rate or player efficiency rating, whereas we do that in other sports, hockey, basketball, or hockey, baseball, and football. I think analytics are talked about way more, especially baseball. Um, I don't know. I think we'll get there eventually. It seems like we're going in that direction. I just dropped my phone. Um, so- so I actually have an idea. I, I thought up on this on the fly, and I don't know if you would like, if I could. In fact, here, I'll just pitch it to you, and you can tell me if you like the audible idea or not. Okay. So in the fantasy edition of football, mm-hmm. we we absolutely cut, because we used to go through every game, and we used to dissect every game, and you were actually on when we did that. Mm-hmm. We cut it down to our top 10 teams, and we were able to to do more segment ideas and we've seen a few of them already manifest. One of them is and we we basically use this as dunking on our favorite players that we liked in fantasy this or that. So, how about this? How about instead of us going and going okay, 100, 99, 98. How about you play a little bit of this or that with the rankings of 50 through 100 and I have to guess which one is higher or which one I'd prefer. So, so like hypothetically, so like, yes. So create, I'm just going to, these players are not on the list. I'm just throwing them out here. So basically if on the list, it had number 87 was drew Eubanks and number 86 was Jakob Pertle. You're guessing which one's higher. Yes. I mean, we can do that. That'd be, I mean, do you want me just to go down the list of 100, like 199? The players? Yeah. Or do you want me to pick two randoms at a time? We could pick two randoms at a time. Let's, let's be time? let's let's be interesting. Let's, let's and I, and I think it'd be more interesting if like you didn't have the info in front of you, but there's no way we could do that, and because we don't have third person, there's no way we yeah. could do that. Yeah, it would be and, way more that would that would be way more interesting. Anyway, yes. listeners at home, congratulations! We just called an audible live on air, and well, not live, but live as we're doing it, and you're gonna get a change because we were just gonna read off of these yeah. and say if we agreed or disagreed, but now we're gonna play a fun game, a fun game. I like that. That's a good idea. Um, before we yeah. do that, though, let's let's quickly talk about preseason so far. It's not it's preseason. It doesn't really matter. Right. Like we know that like there's things you can see, though, that are. Telling or not, um, Jonathan Kaminga is currently leading in points per game. That's interesting. I, I think that's a good sign. Right for his career development and for the Warriors because they do, it sucks to say, but they do need to start thinking about life without Steph Curry because, you know, father time is coming. Um, well, not and, only that, with them moving James Wiseman. Yeah, true. I, I, I actually was going to ask because I, I wasn't actually sure off the top of my head if they kept Kaminga in that 
series of moves they did in, during the trade deadline. I think the fact that they did definitely shows the faith the Warriors organization have in him to develop. Yeah, yeah I think that it's a good choice to hang on to him. I know like a lot of people were disappointed in his rookie season, but some players take a little bit longer to develop. And when you're playing on a team that has three, four players that are better than most team starters, you're not going to get a lot of touches. You're not going to get a lot of chance to develop. So um, outside of that, Victor Wimanyama, 21 and a half points. Austin's not here, but last night's game, 23 minutes, 23 points. Um, granted, it was against the Heat backups, but they were terrified to go up on him, and it was kind of fun to watch, and hopefully oh. that's a view of the future. So this ties into something else I saw. I believe okay. um, they brought out the GM polls some point during yes. the last few weeks. And Victor Mwemanyamba was actually number two on if you could sign anyone starting fresh. Who would you sign? I he was forgot about that. That's what we should do. That's what we should do. What's up? We should go through those. But yeah, I'd be game. Let's be game. do that when let's do that when Austin's back. I okay. mean, everyone will have already seen it, but that's I forgot about that. I read through it and I meant to bring it up in the chat, but yeah, no, that that's a good idea. Uh, again, listeners at home, welcome to our off week because Austin got stuck at work. We're just here for fun now. Um, but thank you for joining us. If you are listening this far, some of you probably prefer Austin and you're really mad he's not here. And I'm sorry for that. He is the voice of reason. Fact, it, it is his fault. It is his fault. In fact, yeah. um, another thing we introduced during the football pod that I'm about to introduce you to. That's for Austin. I hate that so much. <laughs> um, Bilal Koulibaly, who was the Pacers pick that was traded to the Wizards on draft night, uh, currently leading in steals 3.5. That's good to see, but he's only played two games, and one of them was an exhibition against a team from the Australian NBL, which... No offense to them, but it's the Australian NBL. Um, but he did have four against, I don't remember which team, but it was an NBA team. So I didn't know Koulibaly had like defense to his game. So sure, I'm glad to see it. And then leading in rebounds, DeMontis Sabonis, leading in blocks, Jaron Jackson Jr., and, and no surprises there. So yeah. Are there anything or is there anything related to the preseason you want to talk about? I know you give less talk to preseason than even Austin and I do. And Austin and I enjoy preseason, but we are aware it doesn't matter. You couldn't care less about preseason. But is there anything you've seen from this preseason that you want to talk about? Probably not. Not at all. All right, then we're going to move into our fun little game here. So we are doing... So ESPN released their top 50, or top 100 part one. So it's 100 through 51. Similar to the Bleacher Report thing we did a couple weeks ago, um, we were, like I said, we were going to just read through it, talk about each one, whether they were high or low or whatever. Um, but instead, we're going to do a game of does Angelo 
think this player is better than this player. And it's going to be all over the place. And this list, I will tell you, if you if you want to go look at it, because it's going to be kind of hard to follow here, um, do so because it is very different from the Bleacher Report list, and it is always good to get separate perspectives. Uh, with that said, I will go ahead and start. So, Colin Sexton versus Russell Westbrook. Who do you think is higher? Who do I think is higher on ESPN or who do I think is higher? I think Russell Westbrook is higher in ESPN, but I would take Colin Sexton. Really? Yes. So, okay, let me let me phrase this question. You are a team trying to win this year. You don't care about contract. You don't care about, like, next year. You don't care about money. You're trying to win this year. Are you taking Colin Sexton or Russell Westbrook? Colin Sexton. Really? I disagree with you, but um, you're right. Colin Sexton's number 98. Or no, you're you're right and wrong. ESPN ah! has Colin Sexton. You made that confusing. ESPN has Colin Sexton ranked at 98. uh, Russell Westbrook at 94. Interesting. Westbrook fell because last year he was ranked number 65. I think. Colin Sexton. No, Colin Sexton wasn't ranked last year. So one of the things, and I want we're gonna divulge this a little bit. One of the things that Ty Lue said about Russell Westbrook is he kind of conformed the chaos that was the LA Clippers. Ty Lue even went to the extreme of saying that he felt like there wasn't a leader in that locker room until Russell Westbrook arrived. And that's probably a big reason why he got that contract. So what do you, sure. what value do you find in Russell Westbrook? And do you think that his contributions maybe off the court are more valuable to a team than his contributions on the court? Um, I mean, Russell Westbrook can still go out and get you a bucket. And to be fair, so can Colin Sexton. Um, yeah. But I think that, Westbrook has been there more than Sexton, and I don't put as much stock into um like I don't think getting to an NBA finals matters necessarily. I don't think I don't think winning necessarily matters. I don't think it's going to change how you play your game. I think being used to the playoffs is different or being used to the playoffs is important and understanding that it is a different style of game. Um, but I think that defensively Westbrook's still better than Sexton. Offensively, they're probably not that far off. Um, and that on-court leadership, Sexton's kind of a quiet player. Westbrook is the opposite of a quiet player. All right. Um and Westbrook also even though I have talked down on it before because he does make a lot of stupid plays, he's not afraid of the big moments. He doesn't shy away from it. He still thinks that he's the one that should be taking that last shot. He should have the ball in his hands. So is there an inherent um negative to that because even though he feels and he thinks he should have the ball in his hand, it's really obvious he shouldn't during those final shots. And not only that, 
So you said I'm going to push back on you a little bit on <clears throat> Russell Westbrook is a little bit better or similar offensively than Colin Sexton. Well, even if you agree that their offensive skill sets are similar and the way they can score is similar, does Russell Westbrook's constant mistakes and turnovers kind of push push Colin Sexton over the top as far as offensive game? Because Colin Sexton isn't going to have the as many egregious turnovers as Russell Westbrook. Agree? Oh, I agree that Westbrook's definitely going to turn the ball over more. Um, but at the same time, Westbrook's also going to create more for his teammates than Sexton will. Like that part, I I don't have the stats in front of me, but I guarantee it's significant. Hold on. So Sexton last year averaged under three assists. Westbrook averaged basically eight assists. So it's... They shot the ball pretty much the same, which is weird because I, I would have thought Sexton would have blown Westbrook out of the water. Um, yeah, same. Points per game, almost identical. Rebounds per game, Westbrook doubles Sexton's. And steals per game, Westbrook doubles Sexton's. So... Is Westbrook going to turn over the ball a little bit more? Yeah, absolutely. But he's going to give you more everywhere else. More counting stats, generally. Everywhere else. Yeah. So, if I'm trying to win this year, I'm taking Westbrook over Sexton. But if I if it's something like if I'm doing a if I'm launching a rebuild, and I'm having to fit players into a cap, and Sexton's available in the context of the rest of my team, and I don't want to pay Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook money, I would prefer Sexton over Westbrook in that situation. But in terms of a one-year championship or bust, I would take Westbrook. Okay. Okay. Next up, Buddy Heald and Robert Williams. Okay, so to make it not confusing, I'm going to ignore my own take, and I'm just going to... Actually, no. No, no we're going to change the... I'm going to give my take, and then I'm going to see if ESPN agrees with me. Okay, there we go. <laughs> there, there we there, go. There we go. <laughs> so Thank you. It, it's Buddy Healed or who's the second guy? Robert Williams, the Time Lord. He's not available. Give me Buddy Healed. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you're, you're right. Uh, Robert Williams is ranked number 89 for ESPN. Buddy Heald's 87. Um, I mean, maybe I'm a bit of a homer, but I would take Buddy Heald anyway because he's statistically one of the best shooters in the NBA today. And Robert Williams is just a very good center. So... Do you believe if Robert Williams was more available that the Celtics would have a championship now? Now, I know he's on the Trailblazers, um, but, but now we can kind of look back on his just, Celtics tenure. No, no, uh, I don't think I don't think that star players disappearing in the playoffs is why the Celtics don't have a championship right now. Okay. Jason Tatum is young. He is very, very young for how good he is. Which is great. That's amazing for Celtics fans. They're going to have him for a long time, hopefully. He doesn't request a trade at some point. But 
that showed this year in the playoffs and last year in the playoffs and it, it it's not shrinking from the spotlight but not being ready for the spotlight if that makes sense like i feel like jason tatum is more than ready to lead a team to the championship so i hate to make this about lebron but i am going to make this about lebron no sue me um is watching how long it's taking Jason Tatum to really take I'm, I kind of want to say the next step, but I'm not sure how to phrase it, but is watching Jason Tatum struggling in the finals and the playoffs makes you more appreciative of how quickly generally LeBron got it because he had the two finals appearances. And then after that, he was golden. Well, LeBron is probably the most NBA-ready prospect of all time. <clears throat> yeah. Like, physically, he was a man going into the NBA. Yeah. Um, and also, he was a student of the game. He wasn't someone that... Like, if LeBron isn't scoring, you're still fine, because he's going to be finding the open man every time. And at that point in time, he was also an elite defender coming into the NBA. So it, it was a little easier for him in some ways, because if one facet of his game was struggling, he had all those other facets to lean on. Jason Tatum, for all intents and purposes, is an elite scorer. There, there's no denying that. But if he's not scoring, he, he's a very, 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 very good defender. I wouldn't necessarily quantify him as elite. Um, yeah. but if he's not scoring, what's he doing for you offensively? Yeah, good point. So I, I, I think I appreciate LeBron's skill, but I don't think Jason Tatum's struggles makes me appreciate LeBron more Okay, just because like, again, he, he, he was ready. <laughs> um, now this one I'll actually be interested. Tyler hero. Cade Cunningham. Cade Cunningham. I am shocked, actually. You're right, but I, I thought for sure you were going to say Tyler Hero. So, I can't say it without spoiling some of my predictions, but Cade oh, Cunningham God. is really high on a few of my lists. Oh, God. Yes. Um, why does Jordan Poole have a porn mustache? Because... You can't have no splash without the pool. He, no. That, bro. I, I know. I've seen it. You don't, you don't have to tell you, me. I've seen it. Listeners at home, go Google Jordan Poole's 2023-2024 team photo. What is he? Like, Jimmy's hair was hilarious and also ridiculous. And, like, the Heat are apparently mad about it because it doesn't embody Heat culture or whatever. Yeah. This looks... Ah, uh, I can't stop. I can't stop staring at it. Hmm. That completely threw me up. You know who he, he? It's Wilt Chamberlain. He's doing the Wilt Chamberlain hair, the Wilt Chamberlain mustache. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh God. Okay. Um. What? 
sorry. I completely got thrown off. Um, but you really have Cade higher than Pool or than Hero, which I have Cade higher than a lot interesting. of people. It's it's interesting because you said that Tyler Hero was more value than what the Blazers got for Dame, and I'll let you know that the pieces that they got for Dame are not on this list yet, but Tyler Hero is. Oh, I'd take Cade Cunningham over Drew. I, oh, I would too. I would too, but that's more for futures. Again, if I'm trying to win this year, I'm, I'm, I would take Drew. But Right. So, once again, the, the argument, you're making two separate arguments because the reason you like Tyler Hero is for the future as well. Just because I like Cade Cunningham better in the future doesn't mean I also don't think that Tyler Hero would have been a better return than Drew, especially for the time. Tyler Hero is not a better return than Drew. Even in the context of the timeline, because they immediately flipped Drew. And yet you could say they could have flipped Tyler Hero, but Tyler Hero's future is not as bright as it once was. Let's, Let's be real here. This is not Tyler Hero last year or the year before. This is Tyler Hero now. This is who Tyler Hero is. This is what you're getting from Tyler Hero. To get back DeAndre Ayton, Robert Williams, three or three first round picks and two pick swaps, I think. Wrong. Wait. Is that wrong? I it think is, that's right it, now. It's right now. It was Yeah, that's what time. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And Malcolm Brogdon, who will if I were the Blazers, I would flip him for something, anything. That's a better fit. That's a better trade than Tyler Hero and Nikola Jovic. And three first and which two pick they, swaps which, and two which, second round picks. Which they got that already. They they got that anyway. Plus Robert Williams and DeAndre Ayton, which say what you will about them, because I've said Robert Williams' availability is an issue and DeAndre Ayton looked a little lazy, but DeAndre Ayton is still young. Robert Williams is still relatively young. I have no faith in Ayton. I know you don't. I'm, I'm, but... surprised, I'm surprised we haven't gotten to Ayton already. I'm surprised he's this low on this list. I wonder if he's even on the list. People are low on him right now, which is weird. I would, I would, I would like put the Angelo stamp of approval right on this ESPN Top 100 if they didn't put him on this list. Well, we will see if he shows up. Um, OG Ananobi, Miles Turner. Oh, God. Hmm. <laughs> that one's actually tough. That's very tough. To be fair, this uh, this one is really close. So I'm it's, trying to be oh, a jerk a one with this one. No, no, no. It's not a one difference. But it is close. So I, I'm kind of being a jerk with this one. I'm going to say the people at ESPN probably never heard of the Pacers, so I'm going to go with OG Ananobi. Oh, you are wrong. Miles Turner, 65. OG Ananobi, 67. Even as a Pacer fan, I don't know if I agree with that. Really? I, I don't, because Turner came into his own last year, but still OG Ananobi is in like the 99.9th percentile of defensive acumen, so... Turner's an elite rim protector, but Ananobi gives you elite defense no matter where he is on the floor. Correct. 
they're both good three point shooters. I would take on an OB over Turner, but yeah, so you agree with me? Yeah, I, I agree with you. ESPN does not. Um, Jeremy Grant and Kristaps Porzingis. One's a Trailblazer, one's a Celtic. Um, personally, wow. I would take Kristaps, uh, and I'm sure that ESPN agrees with me. ESPN does not. What? Jeremy Grant, number 58. Kristaps Porzingis, number 62. What? Okay, they're really low on Kristaps. Top 70 is low? Yes! Up, up, under Jeremy Grant? Hey, Jeremy Grant's nice. Run. Jeremy Grant's nice. Run. The man oh. averaged 23 and was a... Oh, God. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I will get to that one eventually. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm really going to disagree. So the cool thing about doing it this way is we don't have to worry about doing the other half of the list, and then Austin can just give his opinion on half of a list, and we... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I like that yeah, as a solution yeah, as well yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, go on with who, yeah, yeah. who your yeah, yeah, next yeah. one is because I uh, don't really. Dejounte Murray or please say Trey Young. Please Josh say Trey Young. Please say no. Trey. Oh, no. do you think Trey Young's in the bottom fifty? Yes, for ESPN. Maybe not for ESPN. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> So Josh Giddy or DeJounte Murray? That's a really tough call, actually. I think I would go DeJounte Murray. Oh, they disagree with you. Josh Giddy is actually number 53. That's pretty high. That's pretty high. That's reaching a little bit, especially like when we get into this. Um, because DeJounte Murray's number 60. So Wow. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, that that one I kind of I agree with you. I would take DeJounte over Josh Giddy and I'm very high on Giddy. It's just it feels like Giddy's way too high. Like I think 60's fair for DeJounte. But 53 is not for Giddy and I'm very high on Giddy. Yeah. Not only that, did DeJounte Murray not just come off averaging basically 20 points and still having borderline elite defense? Yeah. Yeah. Um Oh, this one will be interesting. Andrew Wiggins or Zion Williamson. Spoiler alert. Both of them are ranked lower than Josh Kitty. <laughs> what? Both of them are ranked lower than Josh Kitty. Zion Williamson. So I will say, like, regardless of where he's ranked, the reason, like, question for 2023, 2024, their whole whole reasoning for putting him him this low is injury. Putting Zion this low. 
because he's only played more than 30 games once in his four years of playing. So then why is Time Lord on this list? Look, I don't make the rules, and Time Lord is very low. Uh, give me Zion. Uh, you are wrong. <laughs> Andrew Wiggins, 54, and Zion, 57. So They really had the gall to put Andrew Wiggins ahead of Zion Williamson. I don't disagree with it. There was a point in time... Granted, it was the draft, and we always overvalue prospects during the draft. Let's be real. Canada, Where, are you going to say Canada LeBron? Canada LeBron. Stop it. Was that not the storyline? So there was this time long, long ago before uh-huh. Zion was in the league where Andrew where Wiggins was... was considered a better <laughs> prospect than Zion and, was. And then it was Zion, and then now it's. <laughs> Victor, but Victor actually looks like the real deal. <laughs> this guy. Look, we do this every. We do this every couple of years. It's fine. Uh, Aaron Gordon or Franz Wagner? Aaron Gordon. You're right. So that's actually number 52 and 51. Um, I'm honestly surprised Aaron Gordon's not in the top 50, but. I'm honestly surprised Franz Wagner Wagner is ahead of Zion Williamson and Andrew Wiggins. Oh, you would be. Actually, there's only two other players above. You know what? Let's go ahead and do them. Let's do them. The two other players above Zion. Draymond Green or Fred Van Vliet. You did not just say that. Draymond Green or Fred Flint. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh. Fred Van Vliet. That was the worst way I've ever heard anyone say that. Is it right, though? No, Draymond's ahead of him. Oh, okay. 55 and 56. Hmm. Um, let's do... MVP Desmond Bain. Desmond Bain. And MVP this, this is, Austin this, Reeves. This is No. These two aren't close. Don't you dare say these two are within like five of each other. I don't we'll find out. It's Desmond Bain. Uh, you're right. Do you want to know how far away they are from each other? They're like two away from each other. Aren't Desmond they? Bain is 61. Austin Reeves is 66. So they're, they're like within five. five. Okay. 61. Right. Um, Rudy Gobert or Brooke Lopez? That's a good comparison. Oh, God. Yeah, that one's tough, isn't it? I mean, I know who I would take, but actually, it's not tough. It's not tough at all. Gobert. Gobert is higher. I disagree with that. Mm-hmm. They're the same player defensively, and Brooke Lopez can shoot. All right. Uh, Brooke Lopez is number 69. Nice. Rudy Gobert is number 64, so they're five away from each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. and Scotty Barnes. 
Ooh, Michael Porter Jr. Scotty Barnes is higher, according to ESPN, number 63. That's a bad take. That's a bad take. Thing. Michael Porter Jr. is number 68. It's probably a lot also to do with his back, though. Like, it seems That's like the, the theme of ESPN's list is you're going to go, like, probably 10 below where you should go if you are prevalent to have in- injuries. Um. Walker Kessler. So AD isn't in the top 15 is what you're saying? <laughs> he probably is. Walker <laughs> Kessler. Jordan Clarkson. This isn't a debate for me. This is Walker Kessler. Uh, it, it's it's Walker Kessler. Walker <laughs> Kessler is at number 70. Uh, I'm surprised they Jordan didn't put him above Zion. Jordan Clarkson's at number 77. Oh, let's do a fun one. Let's do a fun one. Chet Holmgren versus Scoot Henderson. Chet Holmgren. He is higher. What's your reasoning, though? Because neither of them have played a minute of NBA basketball. So, if you like Victor Weminyama, you like Chet Holmgren because Chet is just like Victor Light. True, true. And he's also playing on a better team. Though, there's like reports, like, apparently Scoot Henderson is quick. I didn't know that about him. Really? But, yeah. Apparently, he's, like, really, really fast. Like, Kemba Walker fast. Like, prime Kemba Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker fast? Yeah, not, not like, injury Kemba Walker. Hmm. That's interesting. He's a little bit taller and more muscular, too. Isn't he, like, 6'1"? Yeah, but he's, like, he is jacked. Like, his body type is, like, built if we're Mm -hmm. going off 2K. Right. Do you think um, Portland f- messes with him? Like, do you think Portland somehow, like, screws up his development? I don't think so. They didn't screw up Dame's development. I guess that's fair. It, Portland is not bad at player development. They're just bad, bad at player at, acqu- acquisition. Yeah, but they're a small market. Like, it's hard to do. And, like, when you have, like, that's the thing. Like, a team like Portland, it's hard to sign free agents, right? And when you have a player who's arguably a top 10 player in the NBA, or not arguably, I guess, because Dame was solidly a top 10 player in the NBA at one time, and there wasn't a question about that. He's good enough to keep you out of the lottery, but not good enough to get you there by himself. And he can't, like, they can't draft the talent if they're not in the lottery, and they can't acquire the talent because they don't have the assets because they're never in the lottery. So that's kind of like a loaded question because we have seen a lot of decent to really good talent go either outside just, the lottery. Just outside the lottery, yes. Right, but it's it's nobody was expecting Nikola Jokic in the second round to be an MVP. He was right. a second round pick. Like every team, including the Nuggets, passed on him for a reason. So at that point, you've just got to get lucky, which is fine. Like, sometimes you get Kawhi Leonard, sometimes you get Georges Niang. Like, it happens. Yeah. Um, but it's a lot easier if we look at, like, percentage of players that have lasting careers or are potential all-stars. They're They're going to be in the lottery more often than not. See, that's kind of the weird thing with the NFL, because... I do both the football and the basketball. 
right. compared to the NBA because if you're a first round pick in the NFL, no matter basically no matter what position you're played, you're expected to be a talent. And they have seven rounds. So I guess the question is why is the NBA draft do you feel is more of a crapshoot than say the NFL? I think it's just differences of game. Like basketball is a more fluid game than football and like in football you'll hear me say it like i've jokingly called football like an rpg like it's a role-playing game Mm -hmm. because you make a class aka you play a spot right if you are a defensive lineman do you have to be able to catch the ball technically do you you have to be able to throw the ball no do you have to be able to chase down a wide receiver most of the time no so let's flip this if you're an nba small forward do you need to be able to shoot the three yes do you need to be able to defend the three yes do you need to be able to dribble without losing the ball debatable but i'd say yes so in basketball you have to be good at more things like in football if you're elite at one thing you're good enough to make the nfl in basketball, that's not so much the case. So, like, if you have a player coming out of college in the NFL that, like, he broke a record on the 40-yard dash, like, you know he's fast. That's all he has to do. He's a receiver. He needs to be able to catch the ball and run fast. That's his job and be able to run a route. But let's be real, that's it's a route. That's the extent of his job. Now, with QBs, it's different because, like, there's a lot more to it, whether you're talking about, like, the Wonderlick or... Um, their ability to run the ball, pass the ball, read the defense, improvise out of the pocket, whatever it may be. But when you're talking about general players, they need to be good to elite at one or two things in order to make an immediate impact on an NFL roster. In the NBA, you could come out of college and you're an elite shooter. You're one of the best shooters that the world has ever seen. And then you're in japan or in china a couple years later playing hey jimmer how's it going like being really 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 good or elite at one thing isn't enough to make an nba roster so when you're looking at players outside of the lottery because typically within the lottery players are drafted that are elite good to elite at more than one thing outside of the lottery you know these are the top percentile of college players or foreign born players whatever the case may be And they're really good at one thing, and they have shown flashes of being really good at something else. And that's what you're looking for in those deeper rounds of the draft. Make sense? Yeah, no. Or deeper picks of the draft. That is more than fair. Yeah. That's why it's so hard to, like, compare sports, because basketball is kind of unique compared to any other sport in that any position is expected to be good on both ends of the floor. Like in hockey, if you're a winger, you're not expected to really necessarily be an elite defender. It's See, a plus. But funny it's not enough, I think the sport where that most closely uh, resembles NBA, at least as far as what you're expected to do and, you know, the crapshoot that is you know draft capital in that sport is funny enough baseball because yes no i'm being serious because you need to do multiple things 
if you're a player on the field as opposed to a pitcher. But if you're if you're like a left fielder, they call it a five-tool player for a reason. You need to catch, you need to throw, you need to hit for power, you need to hit for contact. I think that's closer to what an NBA player is than just about right, right. But let's we're going off on a segue here. Yeah. Um, welcome to tangents with Rand and Angelo. This is what happens when Austin leaves us alone unsupervised. Um, damn straight. Yeah, no, boo him, boo him. Mm-hmm. Don't do the voice track. Um, <laughs> I was expecting it. I didn't hear it. Good. Um, so let, let me. I'm straight up not having a good time anymore. <laughs> Angelo has <laughs> board. Oh. <laughs> I got to warn Austin. Um, so let's I'm going to branch off that. We're we're completely off topic at this point. By the way, welcome to No Reserves Off Topic Hour. Love we'll it. get back to basketball in a minute or two. Um, you said as an outfielder, you have to be able to catch the ball, throw the ball, whatever, right? Yes. Are there outfielders that can't catch the ball? Generally speaking, no. Are there outfielders that can't throw the ball? Generally speaking, no. So how is that comparable? That's like the job requirements. Like that is the basic job requirements. You have to be able to stop the ball. You have to be able to get the ball inside. Like that is the basic requirements of the outfield as far as my understanding of baseball goes am i wrong (laughs) you're not wrong i don't see how that's comparable (laughs) because that sounds that sounds like football where you need to be good at those two things and the rest are cake like icing on the cake no not necessarily because in baseball you need to play offense and defense first off as a positional Fair. player. Fair. And, you know, you're judged on how good you are at catching the ball, at throwing the ball, whether you hit for contact, whether you hit for power. Are you fast enough to get to, you know, a ball with an exit velo above 100? Stuff like that. No, I th- I, think, I think you're underselling baseball in this I'm, regard. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not trying. I'm just... In terms of comparisons, because I think hockey is the closest comparison. And it's still not like comparing sports is is hard. Yes, it's damn near impossible because they're completely different skill sets. I'm just saying, like. I think football and baseball compare better than. I think football and baseball compare and hockey and basketball compare and any other combination don't. With the exception of maybe pitcher or catcher, NHL goalie, and quarterback in football. Like, I think those positions all kind of, like, those are separate from the rest of the positions in each of their sports. They're off on their own little islands of, like, being the most important positions in their sports um, and having unique skill sets and needing certain people to do them because like to be a goalie you have to kind of be a little crazy it's a little 
and I'd imagine it's the same to be a catcher. I don't follow baseball enough to know, but I yes. think. Oh my you, god! Yeah. Yeah. You you got to be a little nuts. Um, quarterback, not so much. You just kind of have to have Peyton Manning's seven head. Um, be able to see all possible futures before they happen. Uh, what were we talking about? This or that. You can this go or that. This, or you can go with that. Let's not do that. Uh, Cam Johnson or I had one. Nikola Vucevic. Hmm. I'm going to go with Cam Johnson on this one. ESPN disagrees with you. Uh, Vucevic is number 75. He's number 75. Cam Johnson is all the way up at number 82. So we'll let's do okay. Number 100 on Bleacher Reports list. Not number 100 here. That's the spoiler. Tobias Harris or Anthony Simons. What? Tobias Harris or Anthony Simons. Anthony Simons. Tobias Harris is higher. Really? Tobias Harris is actually number 83 here. Uh, and Anthony Simons is number 85. So it's close. Okay, that's fair. I, I'm I'm running out of players is the issue here. Um, John Collins or Kevon Looney? Is that really how far John Collins has fallen today compared to Kevon Looney? He has a permanently mangled shooting hand. Leave him alone. <laughs> John Collins was number 73 last year. Do with that what you will. Go on, John Collins. John Collins is number 90. Kevon Looney's number 88. Oh my god. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. The mighty. John, John Collins is a very good player. He's not like... Jalen Williams or Emmanuel Quickly? Emmanuel Quickly. You are right, 92. Uh... Jalen Williams, number 95. No disrespect to Jalen Williams, but that one's kind of obvious. Grant Williams or Harrison Barnes? Grant Williams or Harrison Barnes? Harrison Barnes? Harrison Barnes is higher. I don't know if I agree with that. It's 96 versus 97. I think Grant Williams should be significantly higher because of where he's playing. Like, you're going to get open looks playing with freaking... Luca and Kyrie, and he's still gonna be an elite defender. I I think he should be higher. Um, I really just I'm really excited for this Dallas team. Do you disagree? So Dallas is weird to me because like. They're coming off a season where they intentionally tanked. And I don't know if, like... So, we talked about this with college um, football, where what you did last year dictates how you're viewed in the following year. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure if that is playing into effect where, like, how exactly Dallas looked at the end of last year. Granted, they were... You know, intentionally tanking, tanking but in 
like inflect that. Like it's almost like I gotta start seeing them win. And even like and things like the and it's preseason, so I shouldn't care, but the loss to the Timberwolves at the start of the season, preseason. It's kinda Thank like I mean, you're not going to go out and win any two games, so, like... Yeah, that's fair. I'm not that worried about it. I feel like they addressed the areas of concern, which... They've got Kyrie and Luka. All they needed was to improve the team defense, and they did that significantly. Yes. So, we'll see. I think that a full off season of Kyrie and Luka having time to grow together will be beneficial. I think that... Luca will continue to grow as a player, um, but we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that on our next week's episode when Austin will be back. Asterisk. I swear to God, if he's not, we're gonna bring Adam back. That's what we're gonna do. Uh, Mitchell Robinson. Anyway. Mitchell Robinson? Mitchell Robinson and Kyle Kuzma. Give me Kuz. You are correct, and that's actually the most significant gap that I've given you tonight. Which, sure. Uh, Kyle Kuzma, number 86. Putting him ahead of Buddy Heald. Robert Williams, John Collins. Russell Westbrook. Uh, Mitchell Robinson is... Mr. Relevant, number 100. Really? Yeah. I don't know if I... Agree with that, yeah. Agree with that. I I swear there's, like, Nick's hatred. Granted, they do have a bunch of players in the top 100. ESPN probably, like, hates the Knicks because, like, they're such a huge market, and them being relevant would, like, help their ratings, and probably give them better ad revenue and they and, just aren't um, so and nothing sells more than hate so like yeah. everyone hates the knicks if you're not a knicks fan and if you're a knicks fan you feel disrespected and so you're mad and so everyone just goes to espn that's how it works yeah you're not wrong i think if you were to pull fan bases most fans don't like the knicks lakers and celtics The Knicks aren't even that warranted. Like Celtics and Lakers for sure. But like the history there. Um where was I? Jonas Valanchunas and Josh Hart. Valanchunas and Josh Hart. Yep. Valanchunas. You are wrong. Josh Hart's number 91, or 90, number 90, and Valanchunas number 99. Granted, again, another year older. Sure. Um, Michael Conley. <clears throat> Clint Capella. Two players that are very different. Ooh. Mike Conley. No. Clint Capella is number 84. Mike Conley is number... 
Really? It's so weird because like it feels like Mike Conley's career is kind of tapered off like quietly. And like we were talking about Rondo earlier, and that's kind of the same thing. Like there were three, four years where Rondo was probably the most exciting player in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um not the best player by any stretch of the imagination, but just fun to watch. And Conley wasn't an exciting player to watch, but like the grit and grind grizzlies. He was the offense. Like there was no way around it. And he, that's that wasn't any disrespect to his defense because it probably Holy best or best or second best defensive guard in the league at the time. Um, but it seems like he just kind of quietly regressed and slowed down. Rondo kind of fell off a cliff. He didn't quietly regress. He kind of just like had that ACL injury and just bombed. Because, like, I remember, like, right after when the Celtics traded KG, Ray Allen, and Paul Pierce, their first game they announced him as the captain of the team and blah, blah, blah. And then that season he tore his ACL. And I don't... Did he return to the Celtics after the injury or did, like, he recover and then they immediately traded him? I'm not sure. That's a good question. think he returned but it was like he never was the same player and then there was the drama with the Mavericks and him and Monte Ellis butting heads ah yes the Mavericks I remember that Monte Ellis was a baller though yeah you know he was still getting paid by the Pacers until like two years ago Really? Yeah, because he was still under contract. He never officially retired, I guess. I don't know what the, like, relation was, but yeah, we were still paying him. You know, Ken Griffey Jr. was one of the highest paid players on uh, one of the playoff teams in baseball this year? What? Yeah. Ken Griffey Jr. was either the second... Or third most paid player on the Reds this year, and they made the playoffs. And Ken Griffey Jr. is retired. Why? Like, how does that work? How does that work? Yeah, because, like, I'm I'm Googling right now, but I remember Ken Griffey Jr. retiring a long time ago. Yes. Like, a long time ago. So it's kind of baseball contracts are kind of weird in the sense that a they're fully guaranteed. So if you sign a baseball contract, you basically have no worries. But B like he retired in 2010? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But B um so baseball contracts I know Adam makes fun of it a lot, and I'm not sure if you do, but how big the contracts are. So what people don't realize is those huge dollar amounts, your 300, 400, 500 million, those are over like 10, 15 years. 
So when you have a so you can spread those, especially if a player like retires, you can spread those the that money instead of being 10, 15 years, you can spread them over 20, 30 years. So, so deferred payments. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. Just so like, he's not he's not under contract. They're just still paying his contract. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. That that totally makes sense. They agreed to pay him a certain amount over this term. Yes. Okay. Just like that, the Rangers were still paying Alex Rodriguez for so long. See, that makes sense. That's not actually that bad. I thought you were saying no. he was still like contractually on the roster. No, it was no. deferred payments from his con. Okay. Yes. That's that's better. It's still like you Crazy. paid that man too much if you're paying him still 14 <laughs> years later. <laughs> That's fair. Hey, get, get, get that bag, though. Like, good on him. Get your, get your money. So, do you think the Jalen Brown, because we're about to go into a different, like, contract renaissance with the NBA. I think the NBA yeah, contracts honestly are... If they're not close to MLB contracts, they've surpassed it. So, how do you feel the extra money is going to affect how people view it, what a reasonable pay is for a starter in the NBA? Because honestly, yeah, because honestly, I still remember when LeBron was making like, 11 million dollars and that was a steal so jalen brown is number 17 on highest played sports contracts mm-hmm. yeah no one, no one touches soccer no one touches soccer not yet at least i think at the nfl will eventually get there with quarterbacks but maybe um okay bets yeah. Um, how far down after Jalen Brown do I have to get to get to another NBA player? Oh, Nikola Jokic. Not that far down. Really? That's surprising. I thought... 52.8 mil a year. Actually, $264 million. I understand he was a second-round pick, so I'm sure, like, the way his... Con- like, the way his um RFA contract was is different, but... I guess I well, he just he just signed that contract this year, so. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's that, that's that's his. Okay. Gotcha. The next one is Bradley Beal at thirty. Um, Giannis okay. is thirty-nine. James Harden is forty. Devin Booker is forty-two. Carl Anthony Towns is also forty-two. Steph Curry is forty-five. Zach Levine forty-six. Trey Young forty-seven. Luka Doncic, 53. Russell Westbrook, 54. Would you have done? Would you have paid Jalen Brown that ridiculous contract? No. No, I, would I wouldn't have him. either. I, I would have too. Like, I love how Brown plays the game. Like, yes. He yeah. is everything you want in a star player. But you already have a star player. If I'm paying anyone on that team that money, it's Jason Tatum. I agree. Um. Because I don't have a problem with that amount of money, and I don't have that problem for that amount of money for Jalen Brown. Because with the new TV deal, like contracts are going to get higher and higher. You're absolutely correct. Um, 
I just have a problem with a team having that much cap tied into two players. And it again, it's not that Jalen Brown isn't deserving of that money because we're going to see, like, we can talk about these contracts all we want right now, but in a couple of years, that's going to be very fair money because, again, TV deal, new money. Um, can I go way, way off the rails? We've already done it. Let's go. <laughs> so I me, was watching. Let me, let, me, let me just, I don't know if you can hear it, but let's go. I opened another <laughs> You opened another beer. Okay. So one of the things, so I started watching other podcasts and you watch podcasts. Yeah, it was on YouTube. Oh, that's weird. It's actually one of the top platforms for podcasts. Oddly enough, like that's you're not at that point. Are you you're not. I have a problem calling that a podcast if you're watching it, then that's just a video, like a podcast. Is I mean, it, I mean, it's no different. It was literally. It was your mic cut out. It made a really interesting robot noise. And then. OK, yep. Were... Yep. I'm good now. OK, you're good. so anyway, it's basically what we're doing now. It was them in a discord call, except they had their cameras on. Right, 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 right. It's literally just that. I don't, I don't know. But, that's weird to me. But regardless, um, one of the things it was actually on Overwatch because I'm trying to like verse myself in more Overwatch, even though we're probably never going to play it. But regardless of that, um, one of the things that I noticed that was jarring to me is the format was really good, but like they went through each individual hero as mm-hmm. far as the balance of the heroes go. But when they got to a lot of heroes, unless it was a hero, one of those people mained, it was just like, oh, yeah, they're in a good place. Move on. Like, I saw more interesting dialogue. Uh, Like, how, how do I explain this? Okay, so let's say you're a somber main, okay? Okay, well, we are really going off the rails here. <laughs> yeah, I told you I was going to go off the rails, buddy. Again, so- again, listeners at home, this is Austin's fault. <laughs> thank you for thank you for sticking with us through this trying time. We were not going to release an episode this week, but we pushed I it. I voted against it. He voted against it. I didn't vote. And so we technically the vote was we're not doing it this week. But here we are. It's because but- we love you guys and we didn't want you to go a week without hearing us. But. But okay, so let's say let's say your favorite hero is Sombra, okay? Yeah, sure. And Sombra gets brought up. Uh-huh. And the discussion and dialogue around Sombra is how she interacts with a different character. And that's the whole discussion. It's not like, oh, this has an interesting interaction. No. They're more worried about how this character performs against Sombra. Would that rub you the wrong way? Probably. I don't know. So Probably, I don't know. So, to circle back and try to make, try to like salvage this and make this sound um, like it has a cohesive point to it. One of the things that I started to become really conscious of was how much like divulging and elaborating on a particular topic that we have matters when you're listening. So 
if you've noticed, like other than the preseason, there haven't been many topics where it, it felt like I just phoned it and I was like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, but it's the preseason, so I th- that that that's been my stance for a while. I don't care about the preseason. Yeah, no, that's that's always so, been here. So I'm trying to, and I'm probably going to try to keep this mindset with the football podcast. But I think that's a little bit easier because I think the football podcast is a lot wackier, and we do like different things, like different segments, different ideas, a lot more than the basketball one. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to like make the segments more engaging to listen to, and I hope that succeeds. <laughs> Basically, okay. that's fair. Engagement's always important. It does um, drive a lot of what we do here. Um, I don't know. I I have no idea what we're doing at this point. Tell me where LeBron is. Where LeBron is? Tell me where LeBron is on this list. He's not in the bottom 50, I'll tell you that. I thought we were skipping the list. What? I thought we were skipping the list so that Austin, we do, we didn't have to have Austin. Oh, 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 you wanted me to go into, like, do the yeah. whole list. Yeah, yeah. You, oh, see, oh, 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 you're, see, oh. You're, see, you're not using your 4D mind, my friend. You're still you're still at 50 to 100. I'm saying, I'm saying, let's go, buddy. Let's, let's get into the top 10. Let's get All into right. the, Yeah, okay. let's go. <laughs> okay, I, I, sorry. I was confused. Um, I'm going to spoil it because we've been running a little long, but DeAndre Ayton is number 49. That's too high. Yeah, it could have been wrong. 99, and I'd say that's too high. So, uh, Julius Randle or Clay Thompson? Julius Randle. Uh, Clay Thompson is number 41 for ESPN. Julius Randle is number 45 for ESPN. That's pain. That's just yeah. pain. Well, that's well, more well. Knicks hate. Oh, let's do a fun one. Darius Garland or Evan Mobley? Oh, you hit me right in the fucking... Uh, right right there. Let's go. Ah. You gotta pick one. You have to pick a favorite child. I hate you. I hate you for this. Give me Mobley. So, full disclosure, I agree with you. ESPN does not... Uh, Evan Mobley, really? yeah, Evan Mobley's at forty. Darius Garland's at thirty-six. So they're not that far off. Um. So that goes into like what you think is more valuable because, let's be real, like if you go to like betting odds and you go to, um, futures bets, Evan Mobley is one of the top three people to win DP. Oh, why this year? Yeah, he. Uh, I'm not, I'm not gonna. <laughs> Dar- we'll talk about that next week. Darius Garland is nowhere in anyone's list for anything. Uh I don't. I don't know. Say about I'm that. wrong. I don't know about that. I think if you're predicting like all NBA third team, he could be okay. But coach. but Mobley has a higher ceiling. That. That's my I, that's... again. I agree with you. I have Mobley higher. I'm not disagreeing. I don't even think he's number 36. I think he's or 30. Yeah, 36. I think he's higher than that. I'm just saying, I'm the messenger. Kyrie Irving, Trey Young. 
I hate you. <laughs> I I am not having fun now. Oh God! Give me Kai. Kyrie Irving is number thirty-four. And Trey Young, number twenty-nine. That's too high. He, to be fair, he did fall a lot from last year. He was ranked number sixteen last year. Yeah, that was way too high. Kyrie Irving is he fell one spot. He was thirty three last year. Um, Mikhail Bridges, Brandon Ingram, two similar ish players. At the end of the season, this is going to be Mikhail Bridges, and it's not even close. But for the for trying to get this right, I'm going to say Brandon Ingram. Yeah, Brandon Ingram's number twenty seven. Mikhail Bridges. Number There's my take. By the end of this season, this isn't even the debate. It's Mikael Bridges. I I don't disagree with you at all uh, on that. Um, Kawhi Leonard, Demontis Sabonis. Kawhi Leonard. ESPN disagrees. Demontis Sabonis, number twenty-two. Kawhi Leonard, number. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, this is his ranking. I thought it was predicting how many games he was going to play. Uh, number twenty. This guy. This guy. This guy with the stray. Oh, God, Did you, gotta... you see the segment where Kawhi basically said, "Yeah, I don't care about the rules. I'm yeah. gonna do. I'm not. I'm gonna do what I do." <laughs> he, he might not, <laughs> but the team will. Uh, Drew Holiday, Tyrese Halliburton. Give me Hallie. Yeah, agreed. You know he hates that nickname. Really? Yeah. He well, despises maybe, it. Well, then maybe he needs to come up with a better one. Buckets Burton? Um, what was, so there was, no. So <laughs> most Pacer fans call him Reese, like Tyrese, and he likes that. Um, but so <laughs> when the trade first happened, well, not when the trade first happened, like a month after the trade happened, when everyone was like, realizing who Tyrese Halliburton was because like basketball fans like we knew like between him and De'Aaron Fox like the fact that the Kings gave up Tyrese was kind of shocking um a Kings fan came into the Pacers subreddit and called this man T-Hog 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 it is it like in the Internet Pacers community, T-Hog is this man's nickname, and I hate it. So here's a weird question. Uh-huh. Let's say the Kings went with Halliburton instead of Fox. Do you think that the Kings are better or worse off right now? Or are they the, the same? So it, I don't want to say better or worse. I think both teams, the Pacers and the Kings, won that trade. Because it's it's paid off in dividends for both teams. And playing a game of what-ifs would be infinite. I don't know if it would be different because I do think that De'Aaron Fox is much better in the pick-and-roll than Tyrese Halliburton is as of now in their careers. Right. I mean, he's probably the fastest player in the NBA right now. Um, sure. And DeMontis Sabonis thrives yeah. in the pick-and-roll. He led the NBA in screen assists last year. Um so would they still see the same level of success? Probably Tyrese is a great player, but I think that Sabonis and Fox fit so well together, and I don't know if... Not not to say that Tyrese and DeMontis wouldn't fit together as players. I just think that the pairing of 
Fox and Sabonis was like perfect. So I, I, I think both teams won that trade. I think if you were to grade trades, like a lot of the times when you're grading a trade, right? Like one team gets an A plus, one gets a C plus. I think both teams got an A for that trade. Like it worked so well for both teams. Um Fair. that's a that's a long way of saying Tyrese is number twenty one. And who was I comparing him with? Drew Holiday, number twenty six. Yeah. Uh with that being said, De'Aaron Fox or Jamal Murray. There's been a lot of Jamal Murray dick riding going on right now, and I'm part of that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's warranted to an extent. <laughs> the man um, had a hell of a playoffs. I'm going to go with Murray. And, and ESPN would agree with you. Jamal Murray is at number 17 for ESPN. De'Aaron Fox is at number 23. So that I should have actually done that because Tyrese was 21. De'Aaron Fox was 23. That would have been a fun one. But Oh, that would have been a very fun one. And it would have made sense. Yeah, but this, we're doing this on the fly. Damn it, Ren. I'm going to do a close one. Donovan, Mil- Donovan Mitchell, Damian Lillard. Oh, he hit me right in the heart again. Well, not well. I'm going Homer. Give me Mitchell. Fifteen, fourteen. Lillard is fourteen. It's fair. Uh, hold on, because ESPN did this really weird, and they have the top ten on a separate article. So give me one. Let's go. <laughs> no Look. LeBron yet. I'm okay with that. I mean, did you think he was going to be top 10? It's ESPN. You're... That's right. Um... Okay, you know what? You know what? LeBron James, Jimmy Butler. I hate you. (laughs) It's LeBron. It is LeBron. It is nine is LeBron to number 12, Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. That means there are 12 players ESPN thinks are above Jimmy Butler. I think that number's a little 11. bit higher. 11. Uh, whatever. <laughs> I think that number's higher, personally, but that's just me. Let's get into this top 10, though. Jason Tatum or Kevin Durant? Blah. Jason Tatum, Kevin Durant. Give me Tatum. You are correct. Jason Tatum, number six. Kevin Durant, number seven. SGA or AD. He's that high on this list? SGA or AD. You'd think he wasn't going to be. ESPN? On ESPN. No, not on ESPN. So, I'm shocked I'm I'm hearing AD on this list with all the injury pandering. So, I'm going to hope they're consistent, and I'm going to say SGA. 
You're correct. Anthony Davis was actually number 10. He's only up 10 from last year. He was number 20. SGA is at number 8. Hmm. Wardell, Stephen Curry, Luka Doncic. It's Doncic. It, it is. Steph Curry's number five. Doncic is number four. Um, oh, okay. Let's do a fun one. Joel Embiid, Giannis Antetokounmpo. There's no way it's uh, Embiid, right? It's Giannis. It is Giannis. It is Giannis. Embiid is number three. Nikola Jokic or Giannis Antetokounmpo? Jokic. ESPN disagrees. Really? ESPN has Giannis number one, Jokic number two. Even though Jokic just won a title? And MVP, or finals MVP, and should have been MVP. Interesting. Kendrick Perkins really freaking did that. <laughs> he did really do that. And then he voted for Jokic. And then my, he man's, voted for you. my man's is a elite troll. I look, it, if you're telling me I have to rebuild a team and I have Giannis or I have Jokic, I I'm fine either way. So do I disagree? Yeah, I think Jokic is number one, but I also don't think Joel is number three. I think Luka should solidly be number three. Um, that was a fun way of doing that. I just... Here's, here's a question for you. Go ahead. What do you think, because we're going to talk, well, maybe this this should be something we say for the... Oh, well, we're going to talk about the awards more anyway. What do you think the effect that Kendrick Perkins did last year with getting Embiid that MVP will have on the voting this year. I don't know if it'll have any impact. Really? I think we learned think... our lesson. Really? So, like, fan voting... So, like, just fan voting happens, right? Like, all-star yeah. games, that sort of thing. Yes. And then suddenly you have Brian Scalabrini in an all-star game and the NBA kind of backpedals, realizes, you know, maybe we shouldn't let fans decide this thing because they're. And I'm I'm including myself in this. We're idiots. Um, well, Kendrick Perkins, well, time out now. Time out now. Don't don't undersell yourself. You are now technically a uh, pundit. I can be a pundit and an idiot at the same time. The two are not mutually exclusive. Stephen A. Smith has proved that time and time again. <laughs> um, but Kendrick Perkins successfully gaslit an entire fandom, that is the NBA, into giving Joel Embiid an undeserved MVP. And we can solidly say that. Like, it's pretty common agreement at this point. I don't think that happens twice. I, I don't think one person just comes out and says hostile things and gets everyone to 
do what he wants them to do because I don't think the same storyline pops up. Well, I mean, the same storyline can't pop up. Like, Embiid is not trying to three-peat. I more mean something to the effect of, okay, let's say Jokic is having a, you know, Jokic season. It's a solid Mm -hmm. season. It's an amazing season. MVP-worthy season. But let's say someone's slightly better. Yeah. Do you think that we're, we might over-course-correct and give that MVP to Jokic, even if he isn't the most deserving at that time? I don't know. That That's a fair point. I don't think we would. But, like, so let's say there's a player that's more deserving, right? So, like, Derrick Rose, LeBron James, 2012. Yes. But Jokic has the better record. then it would kind of be fair. Because 2012 is a good example. Like, LeBron was the best player in the NBA. But D-Rose got the MVP. Like, there's precedence for it, so I I don't think that would be overcorrecting. I just... I think that would be a fair thing to happen. Um... Granted, I don't... Spoiler, I don't think Jokic is winning MVP this year. No. Yeah, I know. You're going to predict Luka. It's okay. We'll see. We will see. I'm more interested... So, spoiler alert for next week's episode. Well, let me knock on wood here. Uh, as long as Austin's here, spoiler alert for next week's episode, we're doing way too early award predictions, and we are going to be doing... and. Angela was drunk, so I don't know if he actually knows. Um, mm. Predicting who we think are going to get it. Like, who's a legitimate actual candidate, right? So, like, Jokic would be a legitimate actual candidate for MVP. And then a Dark Horse candidate for each award. And we'll Are we going to release all the notes? Because I actually did all the... And I still have them all. All the notes. Uh, for... I, I mean, you can do whatever you want on x twitter whatever the hell you want to call it follow us by the way at no reserves on all social media platforms maybe you'll get some behind the scenes papers from angelo because i've seen some of them and my god they're tomes of madness tomes of that's a good way to describe it that's the only way to describe it (laughs) he's i for whatever reason he picked this episode we're about to do to be an idiot. I mean, he's always... Like, read your notes and tell me you aren't trying. <laughs> so, I'm also kind of annoyed you sent me the notes because I like to be surprised. Yeah, like, you know my... Know. Oh, come on, you know my MVP. This guy. I actually have only read, like, half of your notes because my head started hurting immediately upon reading it. Well, spoiler alerts: the notes I sent you are just for MVP and no other uh, award. Oh, okay. Yeah, Good. yeah, yeah. Because I read your little Luca snippet, and then I was like, ah, I'm not doing this right now. And that's how I know your predictions, Luca, baby! We will see. You might be surprised. Okay, if you say so. Um... I think a lot of people are going to pick Luca, though. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I don't think that's a bad choice. I just, I, 
Luca's not my pick. <laughs> and he's not. You okay? We have talked about my pick on tonight's episode. Oh no. But yeah, Luca is not my pick, no. Um so you, so you then you agreed with the sit bit. I no, because you're doing it in like a condescending, like, oh, people are gonna think that it's Luca's year again. And I don't think that's a bad take. Luca's top three NBA player right now. I just don't think the Mavericks are gonna be good enough to get there. <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> so you're so you're doing it too. You're doing what? what I think I'm doing. Where you saw the Mavericks were bad and you're like, I gotta see them. Actually, no, 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 no. I, I don't think like it's not like I think they're going to be fourth in the West. Like they're going to be good. I just don't think they're going to be like top six in the NBA. And I think that the MVP is going to come from a team that's top six in the NBA. Mm, interesting. We'll see. We have we'll, this is an episode for next week. Stop trying to spoil it. Um. I don't know. You got anything else tonight? I think I'm good. I think I'm ready for a few games of 2K. Doing the Twitch. You you started yelling and your mic cut out. I don't know what the hell you just said. When are we doing the Twitch? That's a great question. And we will have that answer when we have that answer. If you say so, buddy. Look, it. so we were going to do it on the 11th. Indeed, we. What happened? Did I not like get on? I you, think I was. Stuck you didn't at get work. on. You didn't get on. I was, that was the day I was stuck at work until like eight thirty p.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so and then prior to that, Austin was on vacation, and I, I don't want to play without a center. That just sounds terrible. So, tentatively, follow us on Twitter, and we will <laughs> let you know. If you're interested in that kind of thing. We are not great at video games. We're okay. It's mostly just fun. But if you're into this, you'll get more of this over there. Um, At No Reserves on Twitch, I think. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's at No Reserves. So just, just, just jump over there. Follow us. And while you're doing that, leave us a little five-star review on this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. It really does help us, and we appreciate it and love you for it. That's all I got. Um, We will see you guys next week. We will see you guys next week. Austin will be back. I don't care if I have to freaking fly down. I don't care if I've got to fly down to Florida and duct tape that man to his chair he will be here next week we will do our way too early awards predictions and at some point in the next to be determined amount of days we will launch the no reserve stream um there's an asterisk on that too there's the giant asterisk on that as well um that's all i got that's all I got. Angelo, okay. lead us out. I'm sick of doing the outro. All right. Well, thank you guys 
for getting this far if you've gotten this far and you haven't I don't know what you're doing at this point stop it if you if you 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 ruined my pitch come on run you ruined my pitch this is the pitch i give at the end of every football episode and you ruined it you ruined it right but like what i want to point out is i want future angelo to go listen to the last 45 minutes of this episode And tell me that you just sat through it because I don't even know what we were talking about half of that time. Like that was an adventure. It was glorious. It was, it was was an adventure. Like I love being there as someone participating in it. I'm saying if someone sat through all of that, they should, I I, look, look, if you sat through all of that, you, you should leave the five star, right? Like that's what I'm trying to say, Angelo. Like, if, if you made it through that and you're listening to us at this point and you're not subscribed to us or you haven't left a five-star review or whatever. What are you doing? What are you doing? Because you just sat through that. I was recording it and I didn't know where we were. And you sat through it. So really, we should be like, they sh- like round of applause. That's what I'm saying. They, they deserve a round of applause for sitting through that and still being cognizant to click on that. I did that one to myself, didn't I? He has a clap track. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week.